Welcome here all this week on the show. We've been chatting about walking. Our call is walking from Cashel in County Tipperary to our offices here in Today FM in Dublin over uh, two and a half days. No better man to do it. He's well able. Uh, but, you know, walking is the most common form of exercise and getting a short walk in each day could actually improve your general well-being. Operation Transformation Professor of Clinical Exercise uh, Physiology uh, at D, uh, DCU. You'll know our next guest as Professor Niall Moyne. He joins us now to talk about the benefits of walking. Professor Niall, how are you? Good morning, Dermot. How are you? Good. It's Dave here, actually. Dermot's off in his holidays today. Sorry, Not at all, don't worry. It's always one of us, that's for sure. <laughs> but it's me today. Come here. Um, so walking, we're talking about it a lot this week because our call has been sent on this Camino that we've got him on uh, going from Cashel to Dublin. But he's obviously doing a mammoth amount. He did 43,000 steps or something yesterday. But what's, what are the general benefits of this short walk to most people? Well, you know, if you adhere to the current recommendations and you walk on average 20 minutes a day, that's it, 20 mm. minutes a day, you're going to get most of the benefits that you need from exercise. And when you walk, it actually impacts on every single organ system in your body in a positive way. And what people don't really understand is they think, well, I've got to do it. I don't get the benefits unless I do this every day for a long period of time. Right. In fact, there are two benefits to walking. There's the acute benefit. So after you walk, say, for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, your blood pressure decreases, your immune system is improved. Your ability to handle glucose improves, there's less fat in your bloodstream, and most importantly, your mood improves. We call those the acute effect, and those benefits last anywhere from 8 to 20 hours. So they're very, very important, and sure. people undervalue the importance of those acute effects. And then if we exercise, obviously, walk every day, our heart gets stronger, we reduce our risk for all these chronic diseases that we spend most of our, of our out budget on anyway. Right, because it's, it's interesting, because obviously, look, we would love an ideal world where everybody is active and everybody eats well and everybody does all these things, but I suppose we also have the reality, and I'm sure you see it a lot, uh, that, you know, people, for whatever reason, you know, don't do enough. So the 20-minute-a-day walk is sounds, like, unbelievably achievable, and if you did that, I presume whatever about whatever else you could be doing, whether that's, you know, doing resistance exercise or you know, doing some kind of uh, high-intensity stuff, whatever about all of that other stuff that you could or should be doing, is this like the basic, is this the, the base level that we should all be able to achieve a 20-minute walk, I presume at your own pace, and as you said, you're getting all those benefits? Yes, if you self-regulate your intensity, you walk at an intensity where you feel comfortable. It doesn't, people think I've got to be sweating and I've got to put on my runners and all this nonsense. If you just go out and move, and incidentally, the second part that you mentioned there, you know, we have to perform some form of strengthening exercises twice a week. And that's the current guidelines. That's what the government recommends. And if you go beyond the 20 minutes a day, the added benefits aren't that great. You get most of the benefits going from five minutes a day up to 20. And beyond that, it diminishes dramatically. Okay. So that's, yeah, that's where you get most of the benefits. Right, that's really interesting. Um, okay, so then the, the 20 minutes a day does seem achievable. I remember listening to... Uh, and all it was a gymnast, one of the U.S. Olympic gymnastics coach talking about a stretch called the Jefferson Curl, which is basically doing a kind of touching your toes, but like really deliberately and thinking about every vertebrae in your back kind of going down and coming back up or whatever. And he was saying that if everybody just did that a couple of times a day, they would reduce the, the cost to the U.S. Um, government uh, for back pain by like 70 something percent or whatever. Do you think that walking could have a similar effect on 
the health service and the health system that we operate in now, where if we were able to put this 20-minute walk in, again, there are, there are recommendations above that, but if we had that as a base, that it might actually even have a societal effect. It would be transformative. Let me give you an example. There was a study published just before Christmas when they took around 80,000 people in the United Kingdom and they had them wear these trackers where they could track their steps over, over a period of time. And what they did was they broke the steps down into incidental steps, walking around the office. So if you were taking less than 40 steps a minute, that was called incidental. And if you took more than 40 steps a minute, that was called purposeful. You're probably out going for a walk. Right. And amazingly, they found that if you took around 3,700 steps a day, it reduced your risk of getting dementia by 42%. What? And if you increase that to only 6,300 steps a day, these were purposeful steps, so that the 3,600 those were just incidental steps, walking around the house, right, walking right. around the office. And then if you did 6,500 purposeful steps, it reduced it by almost 60%. That's not reducing your risk. That's reduced actually developing dementia. That's phenomenal. It really so is. That, you know, and then, you know, in the same study, they looked at other diseases, and they found that for every 10% increase in the number of steps that you took, up to 10,000 steps, you got about a 6% decrease in risk for dying from cancer for each 2,000 increase in steps and 10% decrease in risk. So basically, if you go from doing no steps to doing 10,000 steps, you reduce your risk of dying by 50%. I mean, there's no no pharmacological or surgical intervention. For the most part, they can treat lifestyle diseases the way that simple walking can do. And as you said at the beginning, it's cheap, it's affordable. Look Look at Ireland. For most of the year, there's very, very few days that we can't get out there and go for a 20-minute walk. We mm. are so lucky to have the environment that we have in this country. There will be people listening, uh, Professor Niall, who will just be going, look, I haven't exercised in so long, I can't even consider doing 20 minutes of walking. It's just beyond me. I mean, how do you get started? What is the most important thing to do? Well, you know, for those people, and they're the, believe it or not, they're the individuals who will get most bang for their buck. Mm. They're going to get the biggest improvement in health by beginning to walk compared to someone who's already walked. Think of a football player, and if they increase their training even more, they're not going to get that big of an improvement. Sure. But if you're very deconditioned and you start, it's going from doing nothing. If you, if there's a curve and it shows all of the benefits occur for those people. In fact, the current guidelines specifically state that something is better than nothing. So the, it, what I advise those people to do, and this is, you may laugh at, at this simple uh, um, guideline, yeah. I would suggest to people, go outside your door and walk two and a half minutes from your house or apartment or wherever it is and two and a half minutes back. That's the first five minutes. Right. And if you do that every day, maybe a week or two, all of a sudden you're going a further distance each for the, in the five minutes and you realize, wow, I'm getting fitter, I'm not out of breath as much, my muscles aren't sore, and then all of a sudden it's six minutes, it's eight minutes. And what I would suggest, people think, unless I get to 30 minutes and unless I get 10,000 steps, it's a waste of time. Any step is better than no steps. So you get benefits all the way up to 10,000 steps. And then the benefits start to decrease after 10,000 steps. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, there's a question about that. Someone says, my partner works in a building site and does around 12 to 14,000 steps a day. Is there a tipping point at which the steps can become harmful? I think what you're suggesting is that the benefits just you know, there's a, the law of diminishing returns. In other words, once you go beyond the tipping point, it's just that you're getting less benefit for the steps. But I presume they wouldn't be harmful. Not at all. Not at all. It, it only gets harmful when you're 
training for a triathlon or some of these ultra endurance events sure. where you're really putting your body, but not at all. Even up to 20,000 steps a day, not at all. It doesn't <laughs> well, increase your risk at all. A postman's been on to say, I do 30,000 steps on average every day. Does that mean I'm going to live until 100? <laughs> Quite possibly yeah, so. You're certainly increasing the probability. <laughs> That's the truth. Uh, one of the things that we know you do is this full health check uh, on your patients. And someone is wondering, can anyone go to you to get the full health check done, and if, if they can, how? Or is there is there a you know a waiting list as long as the, the distance we should be walking every day? Well, you know, it's again very interesting question. Obviously, what we do in the lab are very sophisticated, objective tests. But what we have been doing for the last number of years in operation transformation is something called people say, "How fit do I need to be?" Well, the, the question is: Is it fit to play sport, or is it fit for your health? Yeah. And when it comes to health, there are four things that we have to measure that we know relate to your, both your current and your future health. And that's your cardiovascular fitness, your muscular strength and endurance, your flexibility and balance, and your, and your, and your body weight. They're the four things. Now, all of those can be... We can assess those ourselves. If you go into the operation transformation page, and, uh, uh, you'll actually see how to do the test. And based on your age and your gender, you'll be able to see where you rank for your age and for your gender. Gotcha. So the, the thing is... We try to make it more complicated than we need to be by coming into labs. Yeah, that's great, come into a lab. But the results you get in the lab won't be a huge part of a difference between those results and the results that you will get by doing those simple tests at home yourself. Brilliant. Professor Niall Moyna, thank you so much for joining us today and filling us in on the benefits of walking. I think you've inspired a lot of people today. Thank you. Okay, take care.